Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. You heard me, Lily. I'm going to be an actor and a star in a million-dollar epic. <laughs> Herman, two men from Hollywood happened to come along and discover you while you were working on your differential? Well, they said Lana Turner was discovered exactly the same way. <laughs> Only she was sitting on a stool in a drugstore. <laughs> one of them's a writer, and one of them's a producer. That's just where I've been now. They asked me down in their office, and I signed the contract, and they start shooting me tomorrow. Shooting you? Lily, that's a show business expression, like uh, roll em, <laughs> lights, action, anchors away, that kind of stuff. Well, darling, this is such a surprise. I, I know you've got the looks and the personality, but you've never had any training. Well, Lily, they explain that it's a documentary, like Naked City. And what they're after is stark realism. And they said I was as stark as anything they've ever seen. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind genre-fighting uh bubble bursting out of control episode of the monster hunters the only show that dares to shun say nay to anything that might be good on a streaming network and new of course new streaming network content get out of here we want a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family my name is definitely derek and i'm a monster hunter sitting at the table the frankenstein headed table He's got gold chains around his neck, real thick sunglasses on, and a kangol. His name is Shun DMC, and he is Keith. Hey, what's up? My name is KG. I am a monster hunter. And man, back in the day, uh, what you just described was kind of like an LL Cool J look from like 1985, yeah. 86. And yep. I so wanted to have that oh, look. No rapper can rap quite like I can. No. I'll take, take a, a muscle, muscle bound, bound man, man put, put his, his face, face in the, the sand. sand. Not the last mafioso. I'm an MC kind across the table. <laughs> is the one and only, the master of disaster, the <laughs> carpenter, the king of men. I can't remember. Are you, the king of men sounds good. Wow, he might man. be wow. Christ. Uh, <laughs> he's, the, he's the Dr. Dre of Kansas. Terry. That's right. I've risen again for this occasion. Is, um, is, that, how, is that how we make it back safe? <laughs> It's been three days since our last recording. I've crawled out of my tomb. It actually has been three days since our last recording. <laughs> and I'm back. Is, uh, is that how we get safely back out of the <laughs> Nope. No, That's how we get uh, um, the, we get chained to the gates of hell. <laughs> oh, Someone my goodness. Someone may take it, I feel like. But you know what? We, we, we know the guy down there. He's, he's, he's not so bad. So. <laughs> yeah. Derek, oh. Derek, I think you might need to reset the clone again. <laughs> the clone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't worry. I got a big heavy wrench. Mm. I'm going to clock him over the head with later. Uh, gents, here we are once again at the compound. The only compound that I know of for Monster mm-hmm. Hunting. Yeah, the only one I know of, too. Yep, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's not canon, Terry. You know quite a few compounds. Well, mm, uh, uh, you'd have to pay some money to, to hear yeah, about that, that I think. Patreon <laughs> only references so look i try to make a way for us to you know nicely reference it instead of just 
lately about it. We sneak it in all the time. There we go. Nope. Perfect. Nope. Fair enough. We had him behind the closed doors and chains. All you can hear is the chains rattle. All these references <laughs> yep. trying to break free, but nope, they're not coming out. Not coming out. Here we are. Season one, episode 28, movie star Munster. But before we can get into all that kind of fun, how are you guys doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, Munster hunting uh, twice in four days. This is crazy. I know. Yep. Yep. I had a real Munster's moment this morning. Did what? you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I woke up around three. I don't know why. I was groggy. My throat was parched like you couldn't believe. Uh, so you know what you do when your throat is parched in the middle of the night? You got to get up and get a drink. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've rolled out of bed like I normally do. But instead of, you know, landing on my feet, I flipped along out of my bed and fell onto the ground. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> I just kind of laid there in the dark, contemplating oh, my life, how yeah. I got here. Um, sounds- and I could... Yeah, you know, I could hear the echoes of Herman's <laughs> in my head as I got up and got my glass of water. Did you say fiddlesticks? Yeah. Darn, darn, darn. I genuinely thought you were going to say you were up in the dark and lit a match to light your passage through your house. <laughs> yeah, with my long uh, pointy hat that hangs down below my shoulders, my gown. Yeah. And then as soon as the match burnt down to your fingers, you turn the light on. Man, it sounds like you guys are raring to go, revved up. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you stepped into a giant mousetrap, but you know. <laughs> that too. Well, who, I stole a chicken it? sandwich on the way over and, well, <laughs> I just had to have it. We need to talk about, we need to talk about this episode of the Monsters. Yes. But before we do that, we still have one more, a few more things. Sacred, sacred in these hallowed halls of the Monsters compound. Mm-hmm. We will light a candle with that match that Terry lit to guide his way to the sink. <laughs> and then now we scuttle our way down the hallway. Cobwebs, slowing you fruit, Twizzlers, rat shit, the good. Uh, into the giant room that is the cathedral with all of the ghosts that are standing very still. Uh, move it, yeah. boys and gals, guys and gals. No returning to your corporeal form today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a the good shelf. shove. Yeah. Are they, the, are, they, are they the ghosts of archivists past? <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> yes. Uh, Almanacers past? I don't past know. Past Monster Hunters. Well, before the Monster Hunters, there was the, well, I guess they were the Monster Hunters. So we're like the third generation of Monster Hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then before that, there was, there had to be. Well, the the train driving into the screen hunters. We've talked about them. <laughs> the train hunt, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep. What was it, like the black magic hunters? <laughs> yep. And then before that, I guess there must have been the Oklahoma like hunters. I'm trying to think of. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if we if we if we dig around here in the cathedral enough, um, we maybe will find some old recordings we could put on Patreon of previous <laughs> monster hunters. <laughs> oh, previous monster hunters! Oh, yeah. that'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, I, I love that idea. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we find some. Uh, but anyway, until we do, let me head over to the shelf, move Indiana Indiana Jones's comings and goings and leavings, oh, comings, goings and leavings. <laughs> He's got it all there. Uh, then there's the movie to book translations, and then of course all the other stuff in there. Let me pull up this giant dusty leather bound tome. Blow it off. Open it up. To a knee, present it to Keith, altar boy to priest style for the Monster Hunter Almanac factoid tidbit shit sheet psalm of the week. 
All right. All right. Let us open it up quickly here uh, to Woof Woof 1941. Oh, are we doing Wolfman? We are. We are. Yes. Uh, We are going to continue down our little run of uh, the Universal Monsters, who the monsters are all based off of. And in 1941, uh, they released a horror mystery romance called The Wolfman. Yes. Um, It's about Larry Talbot, returns to his father's castle in Wales, meets a beautiful woman. He escorts her to a local carnival where they meet a mysterious gypsy fortune teller. Hilarity ensues. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, apparently the tagline was, in many a distant village, there exists the legend of the werewolf or wolfman, a legend of a strange mortal man with the hair and fangs of an unearthly beast, his hideous howl, a dirge of death. Ooh, I like that. That's mm-hmm. a, that like a heck of a tagline. Mm-hmm. People That's need to start stepping too. their uh, they need to start stepping their taglines up uh, yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to fill like half the poster whenever I see a tagline. Like this, mm-hmm. the longer the better. Like yeah. six simple steps to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh this is directed by George Wagner. Hmm. And he did uh so this is nineteen forty one. He did a movie called Wolf Call in nineteen thirty nine. Uh hmm. it's actually based off of a Jack London uh book. Um I didn't really fully look it the tagline says Natalie is shallow, Mike doesn't care. Mike and Natalie join a scavenger hunt and break into a pet shop to get something they require for a treasure hunt prize. Uh, so it's nothing about like a werewolf. It's like, no, and I, they, they, it's like clickbait though. Cause I was like, Ooh, uh, Wolfman. Now let's go look at, they did something about a wolf. No, has nothing to do with it. I imagine they're just trying to find like, uh, but maybe they're trying to find a, a wolf in a pet shop. I don't know. I mean, it was 1939. I'm sure that could happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, before doing the Wolfman. <laughs> Uh, George Wagner also did Man-Made Monster, mm-hmm. which is a mad scientist turns a man into an electronically controlled monster to do his bidding. Uh, and he also did Horror Island, a down-on-his-luck businessman organized an excursion to St. Henry Morgan's Island for a treasure hunt, only to encounter mysterious phantom and murder. And oh. those are both um, those are both universal uh, monster movies as well. Uh, he also did 10 episodes of 1966 Batman. Oh, cool. And he did 41 episodes of the uh, 77 Sunset Strip. Uh, This was written by uh, Kirk uh, S-I-O-D-M-A-K Sidemek Sidemek? Is that how you pronounce that? Only Kirk I recognize is Cameron. Those two. Mm -hmm. Not Captain? No, no, not him. He's James. Mm. James T. James, yeah. Yeah. So I was looking into some of the stuff that this guy wrote. And it's like a weird combination of things that, that he did here. So he does the Wolfman, mm-hmm. which is like a straight up, uh, you know, he did the, he did the original screenplay for it. And that's like the first of those. Uh, that's the first movie in like the Wolfman, like different ones that they did. But he also did a screenplay for the invisible man returns. Mm-hmm. He did the original story that the invisible woman is based off of. He didn't oh. actually do The Invisible Man. Oh. And later on, he does a movie called Invisible Agent, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Invisible Man's grandson uses a secret form of the spy in Nazi Germany. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, he later on does a screenplay for Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Oh, that makes sense. Makes Son sense. of Dracula is his original story. Uh, his story for House of Frankenstein. Dang. 
um, the return of Monte Cristo, Cristo, which is a thing about somebody bringing a sandwich back. Uh, but like he, so he seems to have done all these like secondary and like sequels and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, so just kind of weird. And then there's also a thing like it lists here. So all of his writing credits, um, like he has stuff that goes all the way into like current times, uh, the moon, the bat, and the monsters is short that his uh, characters that he put together were based on. Oh, and then weird. there's also um, Godzilla versus the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. And so it's tied to him because of the because uh, of the character. Mm-hmm. But it says it was just announced that they were going to do this. It was just hmm. announced. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so those are some of the, the key things that, that I saw under uh, the guy who who wrote the movie. Um, yeah. This had a budget of $180,000. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot. So it's not horrible. Not horrible. Um, it came out December 12th, 1941. 70 minutes long. Uh, December 12th, 1941 is the day after Pearl Harbor was bombed. Hmm. Wow. What timing. Yeah. And so they were very weird. Uh, they were very worried. Well, two days after Pearl Harbor. Um, so Universal was really worried that this was going to bomb just because of of that like they mm-hmm. were like people aren't going to want to aren't going to want to go see any of the stuff now that mm-hmm. now that we had this um but it became one of the studio's top grossing films uh in in all of 1942 since it came out at the very end of 1941 nice. um yeah uh lon cheney uh this is lon cheney jr or lon cheney uh he plays the lead character larry talbot uh, aka the Wolfman. Uh, he has been in a ton of other stuff. But, uh, I thought he was. I thought he was in one. I thought he was in another Universal monster mm. movie as well. He played Frankenstein, I believe, in one of those Frankenstein movies, maybe. And I think he might. He played Dracula for sure in some of Dracula. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but he is uh, the only guy to constantly come back as the wolfman in all these other movies where the wolfman shows up so apparently wolfman does show up in abbott and castello meet frankenstein mm-hmm. and he plays uh, the wolfman in there uh in house of frankenstein he plays larry talbot uh he is uh apparently he's just he's the only person who's ever come back and constantly played um the same character uh like five or six different times i guess yeah, they never like hmm. replaced them or anything, which is pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, in the Ghost of Frankenstein, he plays the monster. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, and in the Mummy's Tomb, he plays the mummy, <laughs> which is different from the mummy. And uh-huh. I think maybe that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, that sounds really familiar, but I couldn't find any other monster movies, Universal monster movies that he was in um, before that. Uh, now, um, the wolf that Larry Talbot fights in in this that that changed him into was actually uh lon changing own german shepherd oh yeah wow um and this was originally though this was supposed to be actually a, a movie for boris karloff oh was he gonna be the wolfman yeah they were setting it up for mm-hmm. uh for their horror superstar boris Kar- karloff how many movies can one man do where he's a different monster <laughs> that's a good I've, question yeah i who knows i mean Maybe the fact that, like, if you saw a movie and, like, at the time, like, going to the movie was a little bit, maybe more of a, like, a an event type thing. Like, you probably only saw a couple movies a year, maybe, and 
So maybe you didn't, you wouldn't notice that this guy was the same guy over and over again if they did that. <laughs> I guess if he's like buried under like tons of makeup, you probably wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't yeah. know he played the mummy. Well, he, he's not, he doesn't dress up like the mummy and the mummy. I guess he looks like a human being. So maybe mm-hmm. I would notice. I don't know. Uh, oh, here's my note. Uh, the film marks the first of five appearances by Lon Chaney as the Wolfman. Uh, out of the classic Canada monsters, he's the only actor to portray the same character in each of the studio's classic films and sequels. Yeah, he, he's good. I really like him as the Wolfman. Yep. He does a good job. He's always so sad and depressed, which gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, just the way that we said about Frankenstein that that the like what he looks like was all put together um in that movie and the what we all know as frankenstein now is based off of how they made him look in uh that movie Mm -hmm. uh in the wolfman many of the modern myths of werewolves originate from this film such as person become a werewolf through a bite uh Mm -hmm. silver bullet killing them uh werewolves and their victims being marked with pentagrams um some of them were taken from an earlier unsuccessful movie called werewolf of london in 1935 Mm -hmm which I think is also another universal mm-hmm. uh, movie. But uh, so all that continues to go on based off of the way that they, they set this up. Yeah, I guess. Was, I don't mm. know. I just thought of this when you're talking. I was like, most of those universal monsters are like based off a book, but I don't think the Wolfman, I don't think is, I think it's just like own thing. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, they took some stuff from this other one, but it's also uh, that Kirk uh, side is, um, it's his story as well that he put okay. together. Yeah. He's the uh, only original. Ba- based, based off some time that he spent in, um, in Germany. Hmm. All right. Which um, that then leads more to those, you know, all those other stories of like the Nazis having Wolfman fighting for them. And, <laughs> and apparently based on the monsters, we had, you know, a, a Frankenstein monster. Yeah. It can't be that far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a couple of uh, things I wanted to throw out here. Uh, Bella Gossi actually was actively campaigning for this lead role, uh, but he does mm. get a minor supporting role uh, as somebody named Bella, who is, I, <laughs> I do believe, the person who bites Larry and turns him into the Wolfman. Yeah, that sounds yep. right. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the original script, whether or not uh, Larry Talbot really underwent a physical transformation to a werewolf or uh, it simply occurred in his mind was left ambiguous. Oh, the Wolfman was never to appear actually on screen. Oh. Uh, and all, ultimately, uh, the studio determined to take the literal transformation into werewolf would be more appealing to the audience and thus more profitable. I think I agree with that. I like yeah. the Wolfman. He looks I'm, cool. I'm surprised somebody hasn't redone the Wolfman, though, but based on that, like that seems like something like Joaquin Phoenix is the Wolfman, and it's just all like a mental, weird That'd mental cool. thing. Yeah. I mean, that would be another, that'd be a cool take on it. I'd probably, I'd like that too, probably. Yeah. Um, what was the Jack Nicholson one? Oh, hmm. Oh, uh, Wolf. Yeah. Wait, but see, he, he played a werewolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played oh. a wolf man. I'm not mistaken. I had no idea. I want to watch that. That sounds amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer's in that too, right? Yes. Yeah. I think he actually turns into a werewolf in that though. Yeah. I don't remember. I've never actually seen it. So, no, um, I don't know anyone who has. Now, Evelyn Akers, she plays the love interest. She had a lot of trouble working with uh, Lon Chaney. Um, apparently, uh, he was mad at her because she was given his dressing room. Uh, <laughs> oh. The studio was punishing him for vandalizing the studio property while drunk. Oh. <laughs> uh, he would uh, 
he would like just kind of like play practical jokes. He'd sneak up around her in full makeup and scare the shit out of her. Um, all these fun things. Uh, now it says that she suffered a very bad scare though when a 600 pound bear escaped his trainer and chased the actress up a ladder uh, where she was pulled to safety eventually by an electrician. Now oh there God. is supposed to be a scene in the Wolfman where the Wolfman battles a bear, but unfortunately the bear ran away during filming. <laughs> well, it's. Mm. It and, ran so, away. and so they couldn't finish making the uh, the thing. So after it chased this lady, it took off and and, and completely disappeared. Mm, that's yeah. like just disappeared. Nobody found this bear. It just roamed. Yeah, it's wow. still alive to this day. <laughs> It'll be back. Um. Oh, Jack Pierce. Uh, he's the guy who did um Frankenstein stuff. He achieved the Wolfman's iconic makeup <laughs> primarily with the rubber nose and yak hair. Uh, which was singed with a curling iron uh, and then attached on Janie Cheney Jr.'s face, arm, and legs with spirit gum. Yeah, so, that sounds disgusting. It's the gum of ghosts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that took six hours to apply and three hours to get rid of. So nine hours of a day spent mm-hmm. applying yes. and removing spirit gum in here. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but your skin just feels, yeah, just so fresh and minty after that. For, yep. Like, 250 bucks a week mm-hmm. <laughs> in 1939 or whatever. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, some scenes in the village, uh, same village using Frankenstein, and they also uh, they use the entire back lot of uh, the largest indoor sets Universal had ever built at the time, occupying the entire sound stage of the studio's back lot to do the f- foggy floored forest scene where a lot of the key Ooh. scenes are, are take place. Uh, but that is a very, very long-winded thing about uh, the Wolfman. Obviously, Eddie is inspired by that. Boom. Man, Keith, what an almanac dive into the Wolfman. Yeah, that one had a lot of uh, a lot of good info. A lot of info. Tons mm-hmm. of info. Spirit gum was mentioned, and I don't think spirit gum can be mentioned enough in a day. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. And now I know the possibilities of spirit gum. I'm going to start making my own costume right now. I mm-hmm. have uh, smeared spirit gum on my the bottoms of my feet and pulls my hands and I'm crawling up the wall <laughs> to the kitchen. I'm foregoing the stairs. I'm the Spider-Man. Oh, it up. What about, um, what about the staff? Hello. Oh, well, hello staff. Hello. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just scurrying across the wall, like a gecko more than anything. <laughs> and then we go out uh, over the candy cane bridge. Is that what it was? Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, across Man, the steps. Take, take uh, a lick for good luck. Well, yep. Uh, Creaky Gate, Dave Champa is failing us. Uh, <laughs> please say hello to uh, Isabel. She's the new guardian uh, of the boat. Uh, half mm. half woman, half horse. She's a centaur. Mm. I, ha- I had to get rid of uh, Mr. Tinkles because, yeah. uh, well, had to put him down. Yep, yep. Keith. Hey, uh, j- hey, just so you know, uh, and just for anybody else who's listening, um, Spirit Gum, not in Urban Dictionary. No, spirit gum is like a thing used to apply. Uh, yeah, uh, but I thought hair. spirit spirit gum also sounded like some urban dictionary would have some crazy something uh, listed. Oh. What about spirit and, uh, goo? Yeah, I'm not gonna look oh. up any of that. I, there's enough of that. <laughs> no. There's enough of that that we make the staff clean up already. So yeah, spirit gum. No, it's an actual thing used to apply cosmetic I, hair. I fully understand that. I just. It also sounded like something Urban Dictionary would have a listing that was something else. For some reason, I thought it was actual gum, so now I feel like a fool. Oh, oh they, they chew it up and then they use it. Yeah, to- that's what I was <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. yeah. 
Well, now I know. I'm going to use a little bit to uh, help uh, keep this gate uh, from falling off the hinges. Oh, well, good. Um, you, can take the, you can take it right off the bottom of my feet, Keith. <laughs> yeah, just grab that real quick, Keith. <laughs> Gross. Uh, hop on the ship, because, man, can't we got to get out there. Uh, yep. Three miles out, so Captain Terry could take us down to the gates of hell to explore with another skooma. After the... Uh... <laughs> Our uh, our intro. I think he's pretty excited to see us down there, so we should probably start going. Um, <laughs> it's about uh, time. <laughs> uh, so this episode was directed by Jerry Paris. Uh, he's a kind of a fresh name. We haven't talked about him very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only directed one episode that we have talked about, which was the Bats of a Feather episode, where Grandpa mm. gets taken to the pet fair because he pretends to be a bat <laughs> but mm. through some sort of shenanigans he ends up getting like traded or sold to like washington dc laboratories for and 25 cents right or 60 cents 35 yeah, so, cents yeah it's like oh, incredibly God. cheap um but yeah so that was an interesting episode yeah it um, was i'll give it that <laughs> <laughs> you know jerry he's a director but he's probably more well known for being an actor he had a pretty big role in happy days uh and in the dick van dyke show mm-hmm. uh, but you might uh recognize the last the last couple films that he directed uh, oh he directed i'm excited police academy 2 uh-huh. the first assignment mm-hmm. and police academy 3 back in training back in training mm-hmm. so my I first saw. thought of course is like well, this first assignment must not have went very good. They're mm-hmm. back in training. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I saw Police Academy 2 in the theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. How was my, it? It's not very good. I saw it with oh. my family, though. Yeah, I've never seen any Police Academy movies. I know there's like 10 or 12 of them or something. You're the first one is actually kind of funny. It's definitely, I mean, it's 80s stuff, so it probably hasn't aged super well, but um, it's it's got some funny stuff to it. Yeah, they, they seem the trailers were not really selling me, uh, but like I guess the third one actually is them like training new recruits. So I guess they're not the ones being trained. So <laughs> I nice. think I remembered the the premise of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a uh, yeah, we got to talk about these writers James Allardyce, Tom Adair. There's like a hundred of them. Story. Yeah. So there's, yeah, two story credits James Allardyce, Tom Adair, and the teleplays by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Wow, these guys, we've heard them a million times. Let's just call them. Uh, I'm going to start calling them the Monster Maniacs because, you know, they've done a ton of writing for the Monsters. Um, mm-hmm. We're not even halfway through Joe Connolly, uh, Bob Mosher's writing credits. Um, yeah, let, let's just just get, let's skim over them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to delve too deep. And we just passed we just passed the halfway threshold for James Allardyce and Tom. And Dare, oh, my so. God. <laughs> can, can I say that this is the like the third consecutive episode that has lots of writers? Mm hmm. And the story itself isn't like super monstery. Yes, right? you're right. So it yeah. also mm-hmm. makes me think that these were pitches for other shows mm-hmm. that got adapted to monsters. Yeah, I, I, you got to be on to something. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, James Allardyce and Tom Adair like went to a bunch of like shows and were pitching ideas, and then mm-hmm. nothing worked. So they were like, well, let's go back to that old familiar well monsters. Yep. Joe Connolly and Bob Mush were like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Let's write We'll that make down. this work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, oh, shit, we're at deadline. What do you guys got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll it anything. could be 100% that. Because, I mean, there's this one. Last one was like, let's move to Buffalo because I got a new job. That, I mean, yes. that's just such <clears throat> plain old sitcom mm-hmm. And nothing in that episode screamed monsters. Like, Grandpa didn't do anything. There was no 
potions or anything weird, right? That's I don't true. want I don't want to get too far ahead, but maybe it was like anybody got anything else with a contract? We got to do three in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Another, another contract episode. All right. You got that just makes you wonder what's on these, right? Like something must be going on in their daily life, like to have all these episodes in a row about yeah. something. Yes. Their contracts must be coming up or something. <laughs> yeah. Contract um, on the brain. But we got some guest stars. We got Jesse White as J.R. Finlater, and we've got Walter Burke as Alfred Swanson. So mm-hmm. Jesse and Walter. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse White. He's got 183 acting credits on IMDb. He's made his rounds in a bunch of TV shows, you know, Red Skeleton Hour, The Adams Family, Bonanza, Twilight Zone, a lot of more shows than that. But that's kind of the highlights, I think. He's also done his fair share of movies. Uh, he's actually in a couple that we've already talked about on the show. Uh, the Reluctant Astronaut, which we mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. He was in that. And he was also in Wonton Ton, the dog who saved Hollywood. Oh, my God, that dog who saved Hollywood. <laughs> that movie yeah. came up on another podcast I listened to. Isn't it weird? Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Man, this has to be a sign. Maybe Wonton yeah. Ton really is going to save Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's either yeah. him or Black Panther, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only time will tell dog versus cat. Mm, Who knows? Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, he's had a couple that I noticed, like, while I was just perusing besides those two. Uh, He plays a (laughs) character named Jay Sinister Hulk in a movie called The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. Love it. So it's pretty unclear, you know, with a lot of these movies I pick. I'm not exactly sure what this is about. Uh, It seems like it's just a wild hijinks movie with a kind of a spookier bent to it. You know, a lot of Mm -hmm. like weird things happening. Here's a description on IMDb. A corpse has 24 hours to mastermind a good deed without leaving his crypt to go, quote, up there, unquote, and have his youth restored. Oh, so nothing to do with a bikini or anything in that description. Hmm. The trailer doesn't really go into it either. Um, The trailer doesn't really. Well, it doesn't go into the ghost restoring his youth. That doesn't go into that at all. the title doesn't imply that there's some sort of old ghost trying to regain his youth or something, but it does have monsters in it, including an ape who busts into a room and is like full of ruffians or something. I don't really know, but the ape does not seem happy. Uh, you know, there's a girl at the beginning. She's in a bikini, but she's a ghost and she like drops a chandelier on people's heads. Um, I didn't really seem to understand this, but Boris Karloff <laughs> is in this movie. Oh, nice. And he plays the corpse. <laughs> So, of course he does i don't know i guess he's the one who's trying to like get young again um maybe he's gonna slay the gorilla do his good deed uh we, there's like nancy sinatra's in this as well um oh, these boots are made for walking mm-hmm, yeah i think mm-hmm. she has like an original song in it. i'm not sure the trailer seemed to think so but uh he's also in a movie i just wanted to mention it's called cat from outer space um i just want to throw that out there you know because i probably never get a chance to talk about this movie again it's about an alien who looks like a house cat, lands on Earth, mm. has a magic high-tech collar, um, and the tagline is, mysterious visitor with unknown powers on our planet for supplies, dot, dot, dot. I've seen That's this movie. A six-pack of tuna? A long, time ago. You've seen it? Yes. Oh, As my a child. God. I don't remember it, but I remember, I remember vividly uh, being at my grandmother's house and watching it with my cousin. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Man, we got to revisit this because it looks so good. Like, this cat... He, it, there's some classic cat puns in the text. It's like, it's supernatural. It'll say uh, the, the comedy performance of the year. He'll say, um, and the cat looks really mad at the end. And he's like, 
I'm serious. And I mean, it looks like the cat he's putting on the performance. I, I assume that's what it's talking about. Performance of the year is definitely that cat. Um, but yeah, it looks awesome. I love this. I love cats. You know, I love space. Mm-hmm. So together should be good. D- definitely. We got Walter Burke. He's got 159 action credits. Uh, he's been in all kinds of stuff as well. Bewitched, Batman, Hogan's Heroes, stuff like that. He also did movies. And the one that caught my eye was Jack the Giant Killer. Uh, mm. Based off, you know, the classic folktale. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's based off of the folktale that inspired like Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, uh, the trailer has some pretty cool like stop motion, like giant monster things. Yeah, and it also goes very into detail about what's happening in the movie. <laughs> uh, the narrator really kind of just tells it all. It's like, watch as the evil wizard Pendragon kidnaps the princesses, using uses his powers to slow Jack down. See Jack's ordeal with the witches of the wind. Watch his wondrous <laughs> duel with the armored warriors of the dragon's teeth. I mean, in this scene, all he does is like whip the the armored warriors and they puff into smoke. Um, and and nowadays he, we just get mad when like somebody shows something. Yes. That they don't need to show you in uh, in a trailer. <laughs> oh that, boy! That the people that are watching it get mad about because they're whipping it out of context because they don't know the context. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking of like um, when they did that uh, Clash of the Titans like remake, and they showed the Kraken like immediately in the thing. Or I think oh. even like uh, they showed Starro in the Suicide Squad uh, trailer, uh-huh. and I was like, why? Why would you show that at all? Like. Because people got crazy excited for it. I got hyped. I know I did. I was like, Starro, holy shit. Yeah. But I'm like, anytime they do any like little things like that, meanwhile, back in the day, they just told Mm -hmm. you this is what's gonna happen, people. Yeah, Yeah, they'll tell you everything but the ending. (laughs) That's well, let's not say that. Uh, (laughs) he goes, He encounters a two-headed giant. See the enchanted doll that came to life to dance and make a young princess princess also dance with joy. Sharing his thrilling adventures on the high sea, where I guess he meets a Viking companion and a young boyfriend. This is all and, one movie. I know, I know lots of scenes and a leprechaun stuck in a bottle. Um, what? <laughs> oh, you, got, you take that. You take that back to the brewery. You get a free. Uh... Yeah, like I found a leprechaun in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, see his clash with Pendragon himself. Um, <laughs> don't. And don't miss Jack's epic battle with the flying harpy that Pendragon totally turns into at the end. Hmm. I assume that's the climax, at least, where they have an epic duel. We see about two minutes of that in the trailer, it feels like. Uh, and then the narrator states, you'll agree, Jack the Giant Killer is the greatest. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I will. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I agree pretty... already, and I haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> seems pretty great. There's so much... There's so many cool ideas in this that's like, how could it go wrong? For sure. Though I do feel like I know everything about it. But it, it might it might surprise me. Who knows? Uh, that's all I've got. So let's just you know slowly rise up. I know you know we got to take our time. The the Satan we you kind of gave him a knowing nod. He's like you can go this time. We're cool. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be up there in a second, guys. I'm doing a thumb oh. war with the light oh. of darkness right now. Oh oh, oh. we're gonna be <laughs> well, we're gonna head start. Let's four. get up there I quick. Thumb war. Two, three. I went. All right. Are you guys up here yet? Yep. Oh, yep. you won. And so he just he just popped he you up teleported the top. me. Yeah. He what? blasted me from the gates of hell up to the beach. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, yeah. Well, the Satan's powers is in it. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. Huh. Except for defeat God, of course. <laughs> well, wow, we are course. really 
<laughs> wow, really going down a rabbit hole of some things here. Uh, references. But, I mean, okay. that that's just like mythology, that's fact, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fully understood. That's just fully fact. Under- yeah, it's shit, son. That's yeah, it's that's canon. canon. It's canon. Mm-hmm. I think Satan would agree. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think he'd argue with that. So yeah, four out of five <laughs> Satans agree. We can't be God. <laughs> yeah, that one that one Satan's real spunky. You never know what he's gonna do. <laughs> he's still trying. He, he still thinks he can't. Yeah. Oh well, Satan, you goofball. <laughs> uh, not today, not today, Satan. I think that's what we have to say every time we leave on, in the schoolman hours. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. He knows when. That's the bad part. Yeah. time. He always taunts us with these. Like, yeah, I'll be seeing you. We'll <laughs> yeah. be back. You'll be back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks at his watch. But, <laughs> yeah. Will it be in a coffin or in the skooma? I'll never tell. Yep. <laughs> Some may say they're the same thing. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Keith plans on killing us on a skooma adventure one time, Terry. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, I'm gonna start installing the skate pods now. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what. Why do you think I learned how to get out of there so fast? Uh, I oh, grease God. up when we skooma, just in case <laughs> Keith Keith goes tries to grab me. Up? Oh, yeah, I'm like God. a pig. Yeah. Yeah. You're just watchman. Slide right out. Yeah, yeah. that one greased up guy and watchman <laughs> that slides down the road and down the down the sewer. That's me. <laughs> Here we are. Fresh from a skooma and ghost encounters in the cathedral for season one, episode 28, Movie Star Munster. Originally aired March 31st, 1965. And I I saw the title and then I read the premise and I'm like, what? Two gangsters <laughs> try to use Herman to swindle insurance companies. Yeah, that huh. seems like a little bit of a conflict between those two. I was like, movie star munster and that. Like maybe maybe Amazon screwed up. It does get a seven point seven on IMDb, hmm. uh, which is one of the higher scores. Interesting. Okay, I, I'm not sure if it's lofty or not. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out as we go. Now is this episode, racism, racism in this episode hmm. <laughs> that I forget. <laughs> yeah, is there? Hold on, I can't think. I don't think so, but no, I could I be wrong. So. Now this episode opens unlike any others before it. Hmm. There's a title card that says the monsters. Did yeah, you guys get that? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I I don't think I like like it didn't occur to me that that was the first time we saw that happen. But I know when it did pop up, I was like, hmm, okay. So that happened. And my first thought was, oh no, is this a really long episode? We won't get the banger. You know, like sometimes mm, shows will it. be like, oh, we're supposed to be 22 minutes, but we're 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, it's better just to cut the the opening song to, to have the extra episode. I'm like, well, oh, not now. No. It's the, now it's the banger. You got to cut something else. Yeah, out. now the the that's always been but the best part. There was a title card over, you know, and it had like a had like an alternative version of the monsters theme. You know, like uh, like a stinger almost. I'm mm. like, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. It didn't. It did, again, it didn't occur to me that that had never happened before. But I like subconsciously, I was like. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So now from there, we go to like every other episode (laughs) to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Lily's cooking. Grandpa and Marilyn are at the table. Eddie walks in. Good morning, everyone. You know, it's like, it's all, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) But Lily's very upset with Eddie this morning. Oh, but why? He was supposed to keep Spot's water dish full. And last night, Spot got thirsty and went out and drank at neighbor's pool. And I'm like... 
holy shit, that's crazy. But then she says, I just got off the phone with Mrs. Hazlitt, and she's very upset when her husband went out to take his morning dip and dove into an empty pool. <laughs> you break his neck? You so, dove? Yeah. There's a chance that there's a dead man at the bottom of a dry pool. But <laughs> Mrs. Hazlitt knows why it's empty. That is... I wrote that down immediately. Mm-hmm. People know who Spot is. Yeah, they've seen him. It's not like a Snuffleupagus type thing. No, it they and they're aware of. Oh, like our garbage cans got eaten, our pool got drank. Call over to the Monster House and let them know that Spot yeah. must have got out. Yeah, they still live there after knowing a giant fire raining <laughs> dragons just roaming the streets and <laughs> the sewers. It is so large and thirsty. It drains a pool. How yeah, insane! And they don't have an issue with it outside of the fact that it came and drank all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the only issue is really that her husband dove in and broke his neck. Yeah. And really, that's kind of on him for not looking. Yeah. You know, yeah. You should <laughs> no, they, they, didn't victim, say, but... they didn't say he broke his neck. They just, he dove it's in. Assumed. Yeah. Yeah. He really should have been more careful about yeah. falling into something like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, but I was, I was blown away by that. I'm like, this changes a whole lot of stuff. We before we thought he just like walked through the sewers, yeah, and could get everywhere. Now the people in the neighborhood are like, "Oh, yeah, that giant dragon thing." Call yeah, damn call spot, <laughs> yeah. Call the monsters, <sighs> whatever. All right, so now Marilyn's next line I thought was going to be a setup for an amazing joke because that's why I wrote it down. Because she goes, "What kind of neighborhood is it when our neighbors begrudge a poor dumb animal a drink <laughs> of water?" Yeah. And as she finishes the word water, Herman walks down. Good morning, everyone. And I'm like, oh, someone's going to deny him a glass of water. Oh, that'd be so funny. Oh, oh, I think God. here's the joke. It's, I mean, she said it. Yeah. People are going to begrudge a poor dumb animal a drink of water. <laughs> good morning, so everyone. And it didn't happen. That would have been uh, hilarious. Oh, no, yeah. because this was an episode written for a different show. And so they didn't punch up the yeah. fill in with Herman stuff. Yeah. So. Herman, he's got plans. He's going to stick around the house this weekend. Maybe he'll check out the car. Uh, very un-Herman-esque, I think. <laughs> uh, Grandpa's like, please just take it to a mechanic. You're not mechanical. You're all thumbs. He's like, no, I'm not. What do you think I was put together by some nut? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yep. Lily um, tells Herman to be careful because whenever he plans a weekend project, he gets in trouble. Okay, there's the setup. He's getting yeah. in trouble. And then Herman, please, how can a clear-headed, intelligent individual get myself in trouble? Blah, blah, blah. And then Grandpa says, if you get up out of the oatmeal, I'll tell you. Herman was sitting in a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> that was that was funny. That and was a decent was joke. Funny. And yeah. it would have worked if they, man, would have been so much better if they did the water thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's stuck to his butt. Like, he, he, yeah. Herman thick, I think. I think he's thick. Yeah, he is thick. <laughs> Herman's okay. thick, and so is that oatmeal. I, I thought oh, yes. I noticed that a different scene that he looked like he had been putting on some weight hmm. that he okay, looked yeah. that he actually did look a little like uh, thicker and like heavier in the belly. A little in the middle, but he's got much back. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Now we sp- <laughs> and then Baby grandpa laughs back. at him and Lily looks disgusted. Mm-hmm. Spin cut two dude circling a thing on a map. He's like, mm. this is the perfect spot for the next accident. And I'm like, I bet you that's Mockingbird Lane. I figured it was 1313 Mockingbird Lane, but no, it's the corner of Maple Drive and Mockingbird Lane. Mm-hmm. I didn't know their names yet, so I wrote Squeaky Mobster. 
uh, <laughs> our normal messed up freak won't be there to pretend like he just got hurt, right? So they have a scam where they do accidents, and they have a guy that they normally use that can dislodge all of his joints, and he's got a scarred up face, right? That's what, mm-hmm. that's what they. But the cops picked him up. Now the boss mobster, we wrote, is all I admit is scars and ability to throw all of his bones out of a joint. Uh, insurance companies believed he was really hurt. I'm like, okay, so they have a they have a legitimate scam, and nobody pretends like everybody pretends like, well, we don't know who these people are. They must go town to town or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems weird that yeah the police have already picked up one of their things. Yeah, like how are they still roaming the streets? Like it feels yes. like they're already busted at this point. Yeah. And if it was repeated, like in the area, you'd think there'd be news about it. So anyway, mm, maybe there is. <laughs> but the boss must was like, we'll <laughs> find someone. I'm like, but where? It's a big city. There's got to be some big, stupid idiot with a face that looks like it's been in an accident or some <laughs> shit like that. Right? I was like, okay. So scam towns coming to Hermanville. Then the banger, and I wrote, weird because i thought we were gonna forego the banger <laughs> mm-hmm. it was you know, so weird yeah. i the only thing i noticed is so many polka dots on maryland's dress oh my god you're right i didn't think about that yeah that's so many polka dots you could lose yourself in those yep just like polka dot man <laughs> <laughs> and it's like polka dot man much like polka dot man uh we come back grandpa's reading the paper lily's tidying up by like putting more cobwebs up and then, what's this story? Police seek accident ring. And then Grandpa tells us all about the phony accident insurance fraudsters. And hmm. like, oh, fake accidents or phony accidents or something. And then he's like, yeah, everything's so inth- synthetic nowadays. So just real accidents is what they used back in the old country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Why is everyone got to do fake and phony now? Just having accidents. Yeah. Just why aren't people dying? Yeah, that is grandpa's biggest question usually, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why aren't there more dead people? We cut to Eddie and Herman out front looking at the car. Herman's changed the oil and shit, and I just gotta check the differential. And what he does now is interesting because he jacks up the jack, and then he's like, Aren't you gonna prop up the car, Dad? It's like, yeah. And then so he picks up the back of the car. Which gets the canned audience like revved up. They're like, oh, oh my god, oh. yes, they they <laughs> that that was more than normal. Like I was almost like, are they in front of like a studio audience for some reason? Are they? Oh, they I, show this episode and re-record like laughter. I, there's a chance there's, that maybe they did. Yeah, because there's a there's like one lady at least that's like just dying laughing during that scene, <laughs> and I'm like, he's just lifting the car, lady. It's but she's just going on and on. Man, they gotta yeah. use it. If that's the biggest slash they've ever gotten, they're gonna yeah. keep that. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife actually was in the she's sitting there and she's looking at stuff on her phone while I was watching the episode. And at one time she's just like, Man, that laugh track is just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But the candid audience, man, they were revved up by this. They loved it. Because it was a practical effect. Mm-hmm. Whatever they did, they lifted the back of the car up. And Herm looked like he was lifting it. Mm-hmm. And then he slide he takes one hand off so he's holding the car up with one hand slides the jack underneath the car then lowers the car onto the jack yes seems a little inefficient but no. you know what well yeah it's herman I, for I, you it, it's only wrong if it doesn't work i guess mm-hmm. that's true yeah so then herman gets on that little slidey mechanics board and slides into the car so you can't see him and he's like well i'm gonna go up front and do something i can't remember what he's gonna do 
just at that time, the two mobsters are walking down the sidewalk. Boss and Squeaky. They're walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, what's the point of staging the accident if we haven't found a victim yet? Squeaky, look, there's a guy under that car over there. Maybe you can tell us where to find Maple Drive. So then they come up to Herman. Hey, buddy. Herman slides off from underneath the car and says, hello. Very cordial. Well, hello mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and the mobsters are like, freak the fuck out. They back off. <laughs> you ever seen such a face? That's a face. <laughs> it's got to be. He's talking out of it. I enjoyed that exchange. Yeah. I like these two guys. They're kind of cracked me up. Mm-hmm. They come back to Herman. Oh, hey, buddy. How would you like to get in on a ready-made money-making career? And then Herman says, oh, no, you see, gentlemen, I've already taken a course in hotel management. <laughs> what does that mean? Laugh. So back in the day, and I'm sure the commercials, they, they can't exist anymore. But back in the day, like during daytime television, mm-hmm. it was like, are you tired of your dead end job? Why not take a correspondence class via mail for exciting new careers? And this is from the 80s, I remember it from. And it was like VCR repair, refrigerator repair, uh, washer and dryer repair. And then it was always hotel management was always <laughs> on there. So Weird. that's got to be a thing that existed well before the 80s because there's the joke. And it's like, and I got it. And I was like, holy shit. Man, I wonder why that is. Is like that just something that people don't want to do is to manage a hotel to suck or something? I, oh, I don't know. But I also want to know, like, where's the episode that's tied into that? Yes, <laughs> I need it's a hotel. I would yeah, like hotel. Yeah, yes. like he's or like what led him to take? Because I was, I mean, he's taking other, he's taking dance classes and other things before that that don't work out. So mm-hmm. what did he try to take this that class for? Like, what was he intending to do? It probably didn't work out, right? Yeah, we're gonna turn the we're gonna turn the house into a a B and B and B or something like that. Oh. That's a modern oh. monsters, Airbnb monsters. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good idea. You keep that in the can in case they hmm, like someone comes to call on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually just want to see Herman in a bellhops outfit with that little <laughs> oh, circular yes. hat on top of his flat mm-hmm. head. Would be oh, yeah. paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. <laughs> Mr. Herman. Mr. Pee Wee Herman. Uh, but they introduce themselves as Jared Finlater and Alfred Swanson. Alfred Swanson, squeaky. Uh, and They've got a deal for you. Fade to what we came in on. You're going to be a what? And there's the Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. Lily thinks they're actually going to shoot him. Not with cameras, but with guns. They start Mm -hmm. shooting me tomorrow. (laughs) Shooting you. But (laughs) So Herman is really gung-ho about this. And now this is the second episode in a row where they're plan on moving. Herman's going to move everyone to Hollywood once he becomes a star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get a yeah. big expensive house, get Lily Diamonds, Eddie a private school, Grandpa can fly back and forth to the old country. <laughs> I already do. Yeah, I already do that. But now you can do it on a plane in first class even. Like, oh, I always want to see how the other half flies. All right. So I'm just going to say right now, next episode, they're going to be moving again. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and much like the first because it seems like so long ago, but like the first 10 to 12 episodes were all like grandpa's harebrained scheme to earn money. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say we're on like the sixth contract, like where a contract plays <laughs> some kind of key part in something. Yes. 
Well, first of all, three in a row again. This seems to be a theme where something happens constantly to the monsters three times in a row. But this is only two in a row, and I'm almost sure no, there's one because they did um uh, contract in the Googie episode. Uh oh, uh maybe it was the one right be right before that. Well, they the house oh the house selling one and then the uh, standells. Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, and then there was the the dance class one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I want to say there's one other one in there somewhere. But they well, there's the one with the the, the gas company. They, yeah. they don't sign the paper. They do sign the paper. They yeah, blink. So it's a huge thing that they keep bringing up over and over again is this contract stuff. But again, like this is now exactly three in a row, and mm-hmm. it's a weird pattern that we're noticing uh, with the monsters. And again, like in the writers' room. Oh shit! We only got two contract things. Anybody go find those guys. <laughs> see mm-hmm. what they got. We'll trend. We'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. So Grandpa wants to see the contract. Yeah. Yeah, which is and a good her, idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's like, shit, I got scammed last week on that house one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're don't very do Waterloo. bad with contracts. Don't want to do Waterloo all over again. No. Herman's like, well, they kept yeah. it. I looked. I looked it over. It's got everything, even double indemnity. And I was like, okay, that's not so far for our listeners. What is double indemnity? That means obviously I know if you die, (laughs) your life insurance pays out double. Like if you die via accident Mm. or something. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have some contracts. I need you guys to sign next time we go. (laughs) Excellent. I can't wait. (laughs) I hope they have double indemnity in there because I think that's a good thing. I noticed that as soon as Herman is now like explaining that he signed this contract and they're ready to go. Like and, and like when when Lily's like shoot you and he immediately starts like spouting out. It's almost like a different Herman like voice almost where he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, honey, this is big time Hollywood well, stuff." Yeah, he's, he's really yeah. getting into it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like that. That kind of made me laugh a little bit. That Herman's like, "Well, yes, no, I'm an actor." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just Hollywood lingo, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman's like, you know, don't worry. It's just a remake of uh, a movie. The, the, the movie Double Indemnity. Uh, and Herman's playing the old Fred McMurray part, which none of that made any sense to me. I recognize the words. I just didn't care. Keith, <laughs> did you do any investigation on any of that? Um, no, because I had uh, stopped earlier when he mentioned Lana Turner. Oh, <laughs> and how she was found uh, like sitting in, in a, a in like store. a in yeah. a drugstore type thing. Um, but she was a uh, she was a famous actress back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in uh, Imitation of Life, Peyton Place. The postman always rings twice but Marilyn's friends ring three times yes <laughs> classic um she's on the love boat for a couple episodes she's on falcon crest for a handful of episodes uh-huh uh and something a little more modern for you and me at least uh, but falcon yeah, so crest for modern? you and for you and me <laughs> compared to terry that shows 40 years old there's nothing modern about that it, something more more something you and i would know more than terry would know okay okay is it about a falcon that flies around no it's about a hotel the falcon crest hotel they used to be like evening soap operas Mm -hmm. dallas Uh, falcon crest okay Uh, what's the other one um uh dynasty dynasty yeah yeah my stepmom used to watch it all the time um she's in dr jekyll and mr hyde Mm. back in 1941 Um, more modern yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I, I was busy looking up her that I did not notice oh, the um got stuck on image search. Did you yeah. get no no I I looked up uh <laughs> that that might be another person though that I got stuck on image search, but no, I didn't look up Fred McMurray. Sorry. Okay. Well, so 
Ehrman tries to calm Willie's fears. She's now she's worried. Oh, that she if, was a she was an Oscar nominee for Peyton Place in 1958. Well, there you go. Well, now Lily is all concerned that if Herman has to kiss the leading lady, she'll just die. <laughs> yes. And then Herman mm-hmm. says, "Don't put yourself out, dear. I'll get doubles for mm-hmm. all my mushy stuff." <laughs> Charlie's uh, gonna do it. Like who else is gonna do yeah, this? I don't know. <laughs> but then again, to- this will lead into the things like every time that she's like, "Oh, Herman's out doing something. And he's he's like stepping out of me." He just said he's gonna get doubles for the kissing scenes. So then Grandpa says, "Hey, I know you just said shooting starts tomorrow, uh, forty-five seconds ago, maybe a minute and a half." But let me ask again: When does shooting begin? <laughs> so Herman's like shooting begins tomorrow at the corner, like at the corner, right, right by the house. <laughs> Lily's pumped. She's like, "Well, everybody can come out and watch." And Herman's like, "Oh no, 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 they're shooting the end of the movie first. And then they have a conversation about the, is that how it's done? Blah blah blah. Herman is very pleased with himself. Like he has just the smuggest of grins on his face. He's yes. pleased as punch with what he's about to do. Yeah, I love this Herman when he is just like, yes. yeah, he's he feels like he's like the king of the world. That's mm-hmm. that, I love it when Herman just feels like, yeah, he's just he's owning it. He's like the best. And he's such a ham, too. Yeah, I love when he he's is. a ham. I love when he thinks he's doing good. And just all those things make a very endearing Herman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they and they really um they lean into it a couple different times. Like, again, when he thought he was going to be a, like a, a dance star. Mm hmm. And he was so super like giddy mm-hmm. and excited about it. And they got very upset when they told him he wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, here he's like, yes, Hollywood star. Here I come. Yep. And so that's when we cut to first day of shooting Herman standing at the corner with <laughs> Jr. Uh, and then of course, Herman explained to me again, this is the big finish. You're going to meet the girl. You step off the curb and whammo, you're hit by a car. Is that dangerous? Nah. Because it'll kind of swerve at the last second. <laughs> it'll kind of swerve. Herman's satisfied and he steps up the curb all happily. Squeaky is in a convertible about 30 feet away, <laughs> pointed directly yep. at Herman, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. He's just sitting there waiting. Yeah. But then Herman starts to come back. Where's the camera? Oh, okay. So they have to stop everything. I just got to explain it. Well, it's hidden that mail truck for realism, for the sake of realism. Oh, good thinking. Good thinking. Herman walks out again, then comes back one more time. Why is your writer driving the car? It's going to almost hit me. <laughs> well, he's not only another Tennessee Williams, but a great Hollywood stunt driver. Oh, Herman's satisfied with that as well. <laughs> and he walks out of the intersection. Squeaky gets a signal to drive, starts driving, tires squealing, heading straight into Herman. Herman's like, wait, I got another question. So he comes back and steps <laughs> off the curb. Talk to Jerry again. The car zooms by, swerves around the corner, squealing tires. And Herman's like, well, you know, you fret to yell, roll them. <laughs> Everyone resets. <laughs> Herman goes out in the car in the intersection. JR screams, roll them. The car drives straight for Herman, hits Herman. Car is totaled. Herman yes. doesn't move, but Squeaky flies out of the car and <laughs> lands headfirst into a mailbox. Now, the reason uh-huh. why I think Keith's theory of they filmed this and then showed it to an audience and had and recorded the reactions. Was because they freaked out when that car hit Herman. <laughs> yeah. The canned audience was like, oh my God. <laughs> Not um, Herman. Yeah. Oh my God. We haven't watched the previous 20 some odd episodes to know that that car <laughs> is going to be wrecked when it hits yeah. him. So Herman comes back. 
you know something, JR? If he doesn't write better than he drives, we're in big trouble. <laughs> good line. Really good line. Yeah. Yep. This whole two. sequence is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And it just gets goofier and goofier from here. Like I just like, I don't know. The, the gags in this are very cartoonish, like in mm-hmm. like a Looney Tunes way, but like I, I kind of like that with the monsters, I think. At least from well, judging from last episode as well. Very two straight Looney Tunes sort of episodes. Mm-hmm. But this whole so we're talking about Herman being endearing, right? Where he's a ham, he's owning it. But I also like the the naive stupidity mixed with the know-it-allism, right? Yes. <laughs> he's yes. got a, all of his questions like are following <laughs> their plans, and I like that. <laughs> plus, then plus when he goes back and he talks to Grandpa and, and Lily and everyone, he's he is again pulling off the very smug, like well, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood type thing. Mm-hmm. So he's always he's like. Coming across as like a know-it-all to some extent, but it's also just oblivious to actually what is happening. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. So now we fade to Grandpa Lily, Eddie, and Marilyn at the table. Mm-hmm. And there's this weird time-filling tea scene. Yes. Just, oh, no, wait. Wait for the kettle to whistle. And then it immediately whistles, it a whistles. train whistle. Yeah. And whistles for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Very gratuitous shot of the teapot whistling. Yep. So, and then Lily's like, oh, there it is. And then she pours tea and then she goes, oh, by the way, Herman phoned. Okay. <laughs> They're going to shoot in a vacant alleyway. They had trouble on the street. And Eddie's like, it'll be neat having a father that's a real movie star. And then Grandpa, of course, well, it's quite the colorful profession. Why, back in the old country, I used to hang around the stage door and put the bite on the actors. <laughs> Marilyn said something about it borrowing money and grandpa's like no i put the bite on the actors <laughs> he's like no yeah. literally i mm, I, I think it's supposed to be like extortion like mm, i don't know uh, or or maybe loaning money might have been the better like take on it because i i looked it up to to see exactly what they were like trying to reference i yeah. mean obviously he was just referencing biting stuff but she was quick like you know you're you're taking money you're doing what yeah i, I never heard of that phrase before but uh i knew i knew what he meant yeah Mm -hmm. after she explained it i was like that's fine now we get this weird fred flintstone moment where lily is going to put out something on the table for when herman gets home because he'll be hungry and then she goes in the fridge and pulls out like a side of beef i don't know yes throws it on the table and then he's like oh oh, he loves his little snacks now the thing is they're all sitting at the table she knows herman's not coming home for a while because they're going to shoot and they're like why does she gotta pull out that giant chunk of meat now get to room temperature yeah Yeah. i guess yeah get to room temperature he probably likes it a little yeah like warm and yeah Mm -hmm. just not uh you know not not quite uh fresh he kind of probably likes it a little bit more yeah it's been Mm -hmm. sitting out for a few hours but it's like a big flintstones rack of ribs sort of thing it's just huge Mm -hmm. Uh, and it might have been another prop con- uh, contest. Who knows? That's what it feels like. Yeah, because yeah. you've mm-hmm. never seen Herman eat anything like that before. Well, that's why I thought when I saw the tea kettle, I'm like, oh, here's a prop contest with a tea kettle. Somebody <laughs> found like a train whistle. Like, I got this train whistle at an estate sale. Uh, we got to use well, it in Munsters. Put it in a tea kettle. Yep. Maybe, maybe those are maybe uh, they look like a rack of ribs, maybe from that bear that disappeared during the Wolfman. Based. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So now we fade to Herman, Boss, and Squeaky. They're in the alleyway. And JR's telling Herman, in this scene, you're leaning against a building, reading this newspaper, waiting for your sweetheart. 
Oh, right here on this big chalk mark, which was a giant X in the middle of the road. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, I, I guess having a mark is a thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's when yeah. actors have marks they got to hit. But that's like a big cartoonish X. And that happens to be right underneath, <laughs> maybe three, four feet higher than Herman is tall, a giant net filled with bricks. <laughs> yeah, like so many bricks. This thing so, is packed <clears throat> to the brim. He doesn't, and he doesn't notice either. Yeah, there's no way he. I don't know how he can't notice it. It's literally in his in his peripheral vision. It's not very high, but that gets a from the can <laughs> audience, like very into it. And Squeaky is off to the side, ready to cut the rope that holds the bricks up. So cartoony. I love it. Mm-hmm. This is like and, um, Road and he's learned that, that one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiley Coyote. Yep, yeah. That's yep. And he's learned He learned his lesson from the first one is he knows that Herman wants to hear like roll or action. So mm-hmm. he's just, he is just waiting. Yep. Uh, he's not, he doesn't need anybody to like flag him down this time and tell him to do something. He's ready to go. Well, Herman's ready. And as we're sitting there, I'm like, why is there a truck in the background with a man mm-hmm. sitting in it? <laughs> and it's like directly in the shot. It's straight back. And there's a guy sitting in a, in a truck, like a mm-hmm. delivery truck, mm-hmm. trying to read the letters, but it's like really far away. And this ice cream, thing. I think. Yeah. Well, because his customer's like, where's the camera? And then dude's like, Jared's like, oh, it's hidden in that ice cream truck back there. I'm like, there's a dude sitting in it. They're pulling out fraud and they're going to do it in front mm-hmm. of that dude sitting there. I'm like, whatever. I guess so. Yeah. They're desperate at this point. Yeah. So, so Herman's like, okay, that's fair. He gets back to his mark and then Herman's going to go ask another question, but Jared's getting pissed. Look, Herman, all you have to do is stand on this chalk mark and do nothing <laughs> until I yell action. What about Rollum? And he goes, then he screams action because JR has walked over to the chalk mark. You just have to stand here until I scream action. Rollum, action. And then, of course, Squeaky <laughs> hears that. He's not watching because he's behind the corner, I guess. Cuts yep. the rope. And I wrote, Murders JR with bricks. <laughs> oh, he's so dead. Yeah, he's so That's, dead. You would have to think there's so many bricks. He is entombed. Like it's gonna take like 20 men to pull him out of that. Yes. He'd, but then they all hit him in the head, too. Yeah. yeah that's just that's instant death. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, honestly, probably not a bad way to go. Yeah. And the <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, top three ways for me to die. Peacefully in my sleep, uh peacefully awake. <laughs> <laughs> and bricks to the head. Uh, those are my three. Mm-hmm. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> yep. Fade to the monsters in the living room. Grandpa, uh, they're all there. Herman, it's your first day of shooting, and they're shutting down the picture already. I'm like, well, the director's dead. Uh, <laughs> Lily hopes they don't call it off. Uh, he, said, he said he'd be a movie star. She's been out pricing mink shrouds. I'm like, hmm. And Eddie's been practicing to be a precocious little brat for when they moved to Hollywood. Great line. I'm like, hmm. Like Eddie's down for moving. They all want to move to Hollywood. Herman mm-hmm. starts filing his nails. I really like that. It's mm-hmm. like, don't worry. It's just a delay. The director is a concussion. <laughs> it's one of those normal things. They happen all the time in Hollywood. So 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 much more excited to move to Hollywood instead oh, of Buffalo. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all excited. excited like, Buffalo. yeah, let's no. But they but were wasn't. but they were. I mean, they were. They're like, wow, a week ago, you were going to move us to Buffalo. Now we're just going to move to like some nicer part of California. Awesome. Let's yep. go. 
Lily can't wait to see Herman's face on the big screen, 40 feet wide, 20 feet tall. The audience's <laughs> eyes will pop out. Probably. Herman. Yeah, literally. It'll probably Herman be the end thinks... of the world. If that screen's worldwide and everybody watches yeah. it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> like yeah, you said before, we're not that far removed from the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Herman thinks it'll be an excellent picture. They're working on a new ending that will be a real killer. And of course, he's <laughs> And the camera, he doesn't get it, but everyone else does. Fade to Squeaky and G.I.R. outside of an office door. And they look like a familiar mm. office door, but I won't say it. Uh, they're both in bandages. Squeaky has a sling. Squeaky's painting private on the door. Uh, all we got to do is get Munster to go through that door. And then one, two, three, double indemnity. They laugh. Mm. The door somehow, they open it. The door somehow leads directly <laughs> <laughs> the outside of a building and drops down three, maybe four stories. How did they install this? Yeah, I, I do not know <laughs> who would install it. It's not like that door existed before. No, <laughs> I mean, there's there's codes and regulations and stuff. I mean, now, you know. I wonder, because this is the cartoon, one of my favorite, favorite Wiley County tricks was a little folded up door that they'd slap on the wall and then it would like unfold. Mm-hmm. And then it would be a door all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Throw on a brick wall, or maybe they painted the door onto the yes. wall, and then it I works. Yeah, they were just finishing off by writing the private on it. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish that's what it was. Anyway, it somehow leads to the to a direct drop down to the city street. I just hope he doesn't land on someone that could get us a counterclaim. Uh, don't <laughs> oh, worry, Alfred. We'll be down at the claim office collecting on the policy before he even hits the ground. So at first. I was like, okay, they just need somebody to unwittingly help them pull off the scam of mm-hmm. looking like they were injured. And that turned into straight up murder, right? <laughs> because they already had a guy that looked like he was injured. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't kill him. He's in the yeah. custody. Yeah. Yeah. He was their boy. They they did the scam all across the 50 states. Who knows? It does feel like, yeah, they have no, like, yeah, they're not easing them into it. They try to run them over with a car immediately. Yeah. They're just going to straight up murder this guy <laughs> yes. and collect mm-hmm. life insurance. Yep. Which is another thing that happened in another episode where Grandpa, uh, yeah, had was going to sign off a order uh, bride. Yeah. Yeah, a marriage contract. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, don't worry about that. And now we finally get the first commercial break. I was like, man. A lot happened in that first half of the show. Mm -hmm. Come back. Grandpa, Lily, and Marilyn, they're at the kitchen table again. Eddie runs in. I just told Spot about moving to Hollywood, and he's real excited. Hey, Spot, how'd you like to meet Lassie? Hey, Spot, how'd you like to meet Ed, the talking horse? Then Grandpa goes, would you like to meet Carol Baker? And then Flames. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Keith? All right, so uh, Carol Baker, uh, she's is she was an actress. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, right after that, Lily says something about ever since you gave him that copy of the carpet the carpet baggers. baggers. Now, she plays Rena Marlowe in the Carpet Baggers. Mm-hmm. The movie of that only came out in 1964. Mm. So I, I'm assuming maybe there's a book about it, and, they, and then Spot just read the book or didn't not read it, but ate the book. I, I guess. guess. I um. Uh, you know she's been in uh been a whole lot of things if we want to go with something a little bit more modern oh um yeah, yeah she was in um 
Kindergarten Cop. Mm. Oh, okay. That's yeah, at least the plays, 90s. She plays Eleanor Crisp. Uh, in that, she was in some murder. She wrote episodes in the 90s. L.A. Law. Mm. You know, so we got something a little there. Her last thing was in 2003, The Lion's Den. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What did uh, they say she's most known for? Um, she was, well, her top three things here were Baby Doll. 1956 kindergarten cop mm-hmm. uh, and then giant also in 1956 mm-hmm. giant okay yeah uh which isn't that a james dean movie no, no. clue yeah yeah it is uh it's got elizabeth taylor rock hudson james dean are on that one okay. mm-hmm. yeah um uh, and uh based on her uh imdp imdb uh picture yeah i could see a spot uh being kind of excited there he goes. Under her. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's also she's in the game. Oh, I think I heard of that the, one. Yeah. The David Fincher uh, one with. Oh, I've Michael seen Douglas. that. Yeah, that's a really good movie. She plays uh, Ilsa. Hmm. But I haven't seen it recently enough to tell you who Ilsa is. Yeah, I don't no. remember who Ilsa yeah. is. Um, She's lovely looking, I will say. All right. Well. Spot no side Carol Carol C A R R O L L. That's lots of double letters. Mm-hmm. Four of them. Yep. Or two sets if you want to count them that way. Yeah. Yep. Now. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Herman walks in. Good morning, all. He's in a long coat, wearing a beret, sunglasses, an ascot, smoking a cigarette in one of those long holders, and he's got a book on method acting in his hand. He looks amazing. I love this. This is awesome. He does look amazing. I love the I tried looking up. I did not see a method. uh, I did not see a book called Method Acting. No. (laughs) He has it, though. But I love the beret. I love the ascot. Sunglasses. Uh, The long cigarette holder. Mm -hmm. I just... That's all so cartoony. So yeah, the jacket almost reminds me of like um the zoot suits that Tom would wear in Tom and Jerry. Mm, Kinda, yeah. yeah. And it's it's mostly just because Herman already has those big shoulders and everything. Mm -hmm. But they but like you know, in those, like, you know, he'd come out, Tom would come out dancing, but he'd have those big shoulders, uh things from those things, which always cracked me up. Everyone is so stoked to see him. You're glamorous. You're magnificent. You're a gas pop. Herman explains why he's got a method acting book. One must dig deep to find character. <laughs> Which he's into goes, it. Yeah. You're telling me that's how I found my first 10 wives. <laughs> and Lily just smiles at him like, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> Marrying corpses. Herman is off. Gross. <laughs> We're shooting interiors today, getting very Hollywood. I'll try to give you a blast on the horn between takes. <laughs> yeah. He's a busy man now. Yeah. Yeah. Lily is just so excited for Herman. Herman's she's she's like, ah, and Herman's chill, baby. You gotta take these <laughs> things in stride. And then Herman turns around and on the back of his coat says Herman Munster movie star. <laughs> yep. It was like applied with electrical tape. Yes. And I like that. It looked awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Fade to Herman, Jr. and Squeaky. Uh, they're all in an office. Herman's still in his glasses and coat, puffing a cigarette. <laughs> Listen up, Munster. This is the most important scene, and it's simple. Oh, real simple. Okay, you like that. 
The scene is Herman at a desk, gets the cue, runs across the room, opens the door marked private, and steps inside. Herman is hesitant. What's the motivation? I started dying yeah. when he asked that. Yep. That was so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're, you're ready to go? No, I'm what's, not. What's my motivation? Squeaky tries to explain it. You hear a cry for help. It's your sweetheart. Herman's like, nah, it just doesn't grab me. <laughs> Grandpa and Lily, they're reading the paper and it's about Ugh. the accident ring. It says these the, they pose as movie producers and lure their victim into accidents. Grandpa so they try Herm- the same thing every time? They mm-hmm. try to be movie producers? Apparently yeah, so. I guess so. Wow. But they had a guy, though. They didn't yes. have to lure victims. They had a third person. Did that guy spill? Like, did he just, like, spill the beans on the whole thing? No, but But they're saying, like, this is what they always do. But they had a third person. They didn't need to get victims. They You're just right. had the guy that looked like he was in an oh. accident to collect did the they- money. Did they have like was that like their backstory? Like so when the guy would get like hurt and like looked or at least looked like he was dead and maimed and stuff like that, and the insurance company would pay out right away. Was it because they're like, Well, we were working on this movie, he got hit, da, 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 and here's I guess now he's I don't dead. Know. And so like that was their backstory every time. But they didn't have any film equipment, right? There's nothing to make them it felt like they were doing it on the fly, but whatever. So grandpa calls Herman a big dummy and says they'll wreck him and collect the insurance. Lily's worried that they'll hurt a sweet baby. Grandpa says, I'll protect him. Who else will support me? Spot pops out of the stairs and blows fire. Turn down the burner spot. Give us a chance to think. So spots really upset. Grandpa says the thing to do is call the police. Well, no shit, dude. But grandpa forgot where the phone is at. Oh, uh, yeah. I just wrote whatever. Uh, yeah, such yeah. a throwaway scene. <laughs> Do not give a shit. Right. Let's get back to Herman in this cool outfit, you know, being all artsy. I like that. And here's the thing. None of this matters. No. Nope. Right? Because none of this is paid. None of this gets paid off anyway. Fade to this next clip. Now, look, Munster. I rewrote the whole scene for you. Will you listen to it? Shoot. Sure. This is the office at a boss at a syndicate. Right. Now, it's late at night. Yeah. And you're going through the desk looking for the papers that'll save the United States from being blown to bits. Huh. Now, (laughs) suddenly, from the next room, you hear a scream. But it's not my sweetheart again. What, sweetheart? It's, it's, it's your mother. Yeah, 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 your mother that you haven't seen in 26 years. I think it might be a little too cliche. Well, you, 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 you didn't let me finish. You see, because after the scream, you hear a bark. Bark? Yeah, a bark. Woof, woof. Because <laughs> tied up in there with your mother is the collie dog that pulled you out of the well when you was a little bitty boy in Scotland. Now you're talking motivation. <laughs> All right, now, then, let's make a take. What do you say? All right. All right. So we get this. They finally got a situation, a script that Herman uh, agrees with. Yes. Right. It's not cliche anymore. Yeah. No. 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 Definitely nothing cliche about that. Um, so now you're talking motivation, motivation, and then they and they do the scene, right? Action. Yep. Herman starts rifling through the drawers. <laughs> and he is overacting like crazy. Right? His acting is so <laughs> funny to me. Oh. <laughs> he's, oh, 
it's so and it only continues to get worse throughout the whole thing. He's just yeah. like mouth wide open, like, yeah. like oh, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. I love this. Yeah, it's like just watching it like this. He's so actually so sophisticated, but then we see his performance. It's like the most horrible thing you've ever seen. Yes. He is absolutely terrible. And then we hear a scream and then a dog bark. Woof woof. Herman gets all the way to the door. He gets up, runs across, and he runs so weird. He gets the door and he stops. You forgot the camera in the ice cream truck. <laughs> Fade two. Grandpa on the phone explaining the situation to police. Ugh. Willie wants him to hurry, and Grandpa says, unless someone stole our bicycle, he can't help us. He's what? transferring me to another department. Oh, my God. Why did we need this? I want to see... Don't take me away from Herman goofing around. I want to watch yes. more of that. We don't now, need this at all. Another pointless scene. Entirely pointless. Because now we fade back to JR's exasperated. Look, the camera's behind this picture. Now let's do it. He's <laughs> like a picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. Herman tries to get ready. Action. Then there's overacting again. You hear your mother scream. Uh, <laughs> like, like <laughs> they're so tired of doing the thing. Uh, like, I almost feel like it's the 50th take, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing this. The dog bark, <laughs> woof, woof. Herman gets up, coming, mother, runs to the <laughs> wrong door and goes through it. Total wrong door, opposite side of the room. Mm-hmm. Jared's pissed. You're in the closet. It's like it's so simple a baby could do it. All you do is, and then the ADR kicks him. And I yep. love this. Go to the door, open the door, and step inside. And he steps, <laughs> falls through the door. <laughs> so cartoony, so stupid. Mm-hmm. I love it. It was great. Yeah, this whole this is one of the mm-hmm. top sequences I think I've ever seen in the Monsters episode. Is yes. This Herman trying to do the scene, and these guys are getting so annoyed with him. Yeah. Jared falls out the door right into a dump truck full of garbage. Herman pieces it together. And I was like, hey, there's no mother or dog in here. And there's not even a room. I think you fellows were trying to hurt me. Herman said, but then he follows that up with, if you keep it up, I might get real angry and report them to the Better Business Bureau. He's willing to give it another shot. Basically yes. Is what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. He, he still wants to. He still wants to start him. Yes. So get, get your act together, guys. Let's go. And now. From there, we fade to Hollywood Herman, I wrote down, looking sad on the couch. He's sitting at the Munster's house on the couch, looking sad. Lily and Grandpa are sitting there. Lily explains it all to him. So, fraudsters, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to scam me out of to collect your insurance, letting us know everything that we may have missed while watching the show. <laughs> Herman says, there ought to be a law against this. And then Grandpa says, there is. And as law-abiding citizens, we're going down to the police to file a complaint. What the hell is going on? They were been on the phone with the police. Yeah, I don't get any of the previous stuff with Grandpa mm-hmm. and Lily. Right, pointless. It's not like so. Like they get the hold with the police. They try to talk to him. Like, and they make it sound like the police are kind of like rushing them off. Like whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. But there's a newspaper article about the crime spree. Like multiple they newspaper like, articles. Yeah. Yes. Like that. They should be like, oh, we got a lead. Let's get on this. Like no, no. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're like. Yeah, it's only not, if your bicycle's stolen, we'll come help. It's not one of those like you know the typical like TV missing persons. Oh, you gotta wait seventy two hours. Type mm-hmm. thing. He's not missing. We know he's out. He's. Yeah. They took him someplace to make this movie, quote unquote. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, uh, you know the L.A. Times or whatever the read has been running articles on this the whole time. So maybe you should check it out. Well, if they took your bike, we could do that. Yeah. Wait. You know, you called the police department, but we're the stolen bike department. Yeah. So. Hmm. 
So, Lily, Herman, you had us so worried. One of these days, you'll put us in an early grave. Oh, Grandpa, isn't like Lily always looking at the bright side of things? Grandpa, let's be thankful we'll never see them again, which is always the cue too. <laughs> JR and Squeaky, Squeaky. Yeah, JR, I think the big goon finally got wise to us. We need to get the fuck out. Uh, JR is getting a gun out of the drawer from the yeah. same desk that yes. Herman was rifling through. And he says, but first, we're going to pay a visit to Herman Munster and put him on permanent suspension on the big movie studio in the sky. They're going to kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they've been trying this whole time. Right, but they're just going to mm-hmm. shoot, now they're they're just gonna gonna shoot, shoot him in the head. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Executioner style. Uh, <laughs> cut to the last commercial break. And we come back. And I'm like, oh, man, we're coming back where any time credits could roll. Yep. And we still haven't really resolved this episode in any way. Jaren and Squeaker coming up to the house. Oh, gee, what a creepy place. It looks like rigor mortis has set in. Yeah, well, it's about to be set in on Mr. Herman Munster. <laughs> like, this dude is going to kill Herman. That's all you yes. can think of. They go in the house. Guns drawn. Oh, he must be upstairs. Call him. So they walk over the stairs. It's squeaky. He's like, oh, Mr. Herman, baby, come on down. We got something for you. Stairs open up. Spot spits fire. They freak the fuck out and run in fast motion. Now, yep. when they get out the door, it's different people. They look insane. Like they and look they're, way they're old. Their hair is super gray. <laughs> it's gray, it's, but they're different people. They're they got yeah. old people to do the fast motion run on the outside <laughs> you, of the door. I paused like and implying, stared at it for a long like, time. You think like they're implying like the fear like just aged them like yes. yeah. years? A hundred percent. And they run fast forward, run. Uh, and I wrote down, I think they were old people. Now it was not so. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now Marilyn goes, Marilyn and Eddie are like, I think, did you hear that? I think something frightened Spot. They run out and the front door is on fire. Eddie goes, Boy, Spot must have been really shook up. He burnt all the paint off the door. Credits. Oh, man, what a great joke to leave on. Oh, my God. This was one of the craziest episodes I've ever seen. There yes, was yes. season one, episode 28, movie star Munster. What did you guys think? First of all, just the ending, though. Like, why not close it on those two guys, like the two old guys running away? Yeah, I don't know. Because the other thing's not even ending. the other thing's not even like really a joke when they come out. Oh, we no. burnt all the. Yeah, all right, I guess. They <laughs> need I mean, like ten um, more seconds to fill. Yeah. You know what? Uh, in, in doing the recap. I think I like this episode maybe more than I did originally because mm-hmm. uh, part of me was stuck on like the weird laugh track all the time being like really over the top yeah. and some other like and, and Herman's stupidity uh, or well, not stupidity, but like naive naivety mm-hmm. all the time. But now the more that we've talked about it, just like the contradiction of like him being like super smart, smarty pant Hollywood guy to everybody. And, but then like, and constantly like ruining the shot being like, where's the camera? Where's the, and and having the that escalation all the way up to like mm-hmm. you know we're just gonna have him walk out uh was great i thought it was really good mm-hmm. plus we learned something cool about spot in the way that like he goes around the neighborhood yeah I, I like this this might be one of my favorite episodes if not my favorite i just love the herman in that get up with the hollywood the hat he's got the jacket on with the like long mm-hmm. cigarette thing it's just so funny and like just seeing him like turn from like being so eager to like do anything the guy asks to that the end where he's like I don't think I get it. Explain the scene to me. You know, like he's acting all pretentious <laughs> about it. Like mm-hmm. 
it is funny i mean there's some slow stuff with I, the, the whole, they could just have like really just cut like most of the scenes with like the rest <laughs> of the family because it wasn't mm-hmm. it just felt like a waste of time but the other stuff is just so good that i think this is this, i'm gonna mm, i might as well just i think this might be my new favorite i'm gonna throw it out wow there. yeah uh herman i rewrote the script for you do you want to hear it he, he was just staying in the room with the guy. The guy <laughs> yes. never left that room. Yep. He just came up with a new concept and added something else in. He's never written anything. Else. Yep. Herman doesn't understand how it works. So he's just like, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yep. Must be a Hollywood thing. Uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. There are things I didn't like. Obviously, get rid of anything that involves Grandpa Willie in the second half. Of them getting the police. Like, what difference does it make? They found out the plot, but they didn't solve anything. It didn't lead to anything. <clears throat> didn't lead to a resolution. Could have done without it. Uh, but the sight gags, the whole Herman being a movie star, all that stuff was was really good. There might have been like, that's primo monsters to me right there. Herman yes. doing stuff like that. Uh, loved it. Uh, so on IMDb, there's a few reviews, but here's a 10 out of 10. Classic, Ooh. full of great scenes and laugh out loud lines. Uh, there's a bit of a recap. Uh, some great stuff. Herman comes out dressed as a big movie star. Lily and Grandpa fret about Herman's safety and Spot lets out a burst of flames, prompting Lily to deliver the great line. Don't panic, Spot. Turn down your burner. Give us a chance to think. Okay. That's I don't know if that's a good, classic line. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Herman <laughs> reads a book on acting and then starts arguing with his supposed movie directors over motivations and contrived plot lines. When Herman starts to get wise on the con, he delivers the great line while towering over one of the con men in a menacing manner. I think you guys are trying to hurt me. I might get very angry. Wow, iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that either. <laughs> when a stunt backfires and buries one of the movie directors in bricks, similar to the way John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd get buried in bricks when Carrie Fisher torches their apartment mm-hmm. with a rocket-propelled oh. grenade. Okay. This is from 2010. Herman looks on sympathetically and muses, I never knew making pictures was so hard on writers and directors. <laughs> I forgot about that line. That was pretty good. But that was a 10 out of 10 review. Oh, man. This is this was a, this was a good one. Back in episode one, uh, there was Babysitter that came for Eddie. Uh, nothing could phase her. Uh, and like we do every episode, we got to determine what in this episode would have broken the babysitter. Uh, I, I think that it is. It's um, like Herman's doing most of this just in a weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he comes down that one morning. He's fully dressed in his little costume thing to go out. His <laughs> Herman Munster uh, mm-hmm. movie star thing. And I think she breaks because she's like, wait, you just had to sit around the house already? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like you had that like ready to go. It's it's not like it's a week later. It's the very next morning. And he's got a full all out like his version of a movie star which yes granted then he used some like electrical tape to write herman monster movie star on the back but the rest <laughs> of it is all just there he's, got he's been waiting mascot. yeah and because it's because it is like the jacket's huge and all it's obviously it's not that he took it from somebody else it's only can fit him mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and maybe she even saw it one time in the closet was like what the hell is this <laughs> like before he marked it she's like he never wears this stuff what's this about um, I think the babysitter would break. Um, in a sense, she breaks her moral justice code because mm. you know the, the police aren't doing anything about this, and Herman's mm. life's in danger. And 
you know, the Mason has been training up for something like this because, you know, they get into a lot of shenanigans in her spare time. She's been, you know, martial arts training, gun <laughs> combat, all sorts of things. John Wick style, you know, running down the gun range shooting. Um, so when those cops come in or not the cops, when those, uh, those producer quote unquote scam artists come in, they get scared off by spot. Uh, that's not the only one who noticed them come in the house. The babysitter's been waiting and she lurks as they're running away, turned into old men after this horrible thing. That's not going to give her any mercy. She's going after him. She's taking him down. The police aren't coming, but she's here and she's going to take him down. And so she takes him down like out in the street. Yeah. She takes him down, you know, right at the corner of Mockingbird and maybe she takes him down to where they were originally wanting to go. And then, yeah, you know, executioner style, like we're talking about earlier, just bam double indemnity mm-hmm. yes oh yes Ooh, and because there's two of them it's double double indemnity. yes double your pleasure double your fun yeah double indemnity come <laughs> so <laughs> i think the babysitter broke early lily's upset at eddie it's like oh you didn't keep spots water just full he went out and drank all the water the pool the the water in the pool and the baby's just like she didn't say anything else, did she? It's like, what? No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. <laughs> because she was out with Spot that night. They were oh. riding around, they partying, and oh. she dared Spot to drink that whole pool. <laughs> it's like chug, 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 chug. Oh. Uh, and then the lights kicked on. I'm like, oh, we gotta get out of here. So she like hopped on Spot's back. They rode through all the fences in the backyards mm. to get back home. And uh, she thought she got busted too, but <laughs> she didn't. But then, That's, of course, yeah. that guilt. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't let Spot take the fall for this. Uh, it's been eating her alive, and that's what broke the babysitter. Oh God, mm. yeah. I thought maybe you're gonna like uh, uh, one up on on Terry's thing, like that she's been working as a vigilante, but she like at night her and Spot go riding around no, as vigilantes, yeah, and and after a big night of like stopping crime, they stop to drink all the water in the pool, and that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, she's the protector of the night. Yeah. She's the mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and her trusty steed spot. Uh <laughs> Mockingbird and Spot. I'd watch yeah. that. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. The babysitter and spot in their own show is what I need. Yep. Uh so there it was. Boy, another this is a good one. I'll I'll give it I'll give it credit. Uh this was <clears> this was a really good episode. That's two in a row, and I can't tell if it's recency bias or if it's because we're coming fresh off of the movie. And everything feels good after that. <laughs> uh, who knows? Whatever. But another one in the books. Speaking yep. of books, uh, Keith. Let's let's book in this show. Well, let's book in this uh, show. Speaking of books, yeah. let's turn the page to the final chapter of this episode, which is Keith telling us uh, what he's got going on. Uh, yeah, I think uh, if this is coming out when I think it uh, would. Uh, Chris DeVos is joining us this week on That Was Great, Wasn't It? Mm-hmm. As we've been uh, covering the Karate Kid cartoon from 1989. Um, folks, show that much as this show does make uh, the recaps make the monsters even better, uh, the recaps so far of the Karate Kid are better than that show actually deserves. So please uh, check it out. What about you, Terry? Uh, I've got another show that I do called Run the Real. Still on hiatus, but you know someday <laughs> it will return. <laughs> Yeah, um, but we got plenty of episodes in the backlog, so you can check them out. We do like movies and categories, but there be like robots. Hmm, maybe it's like a director specifically, like I don't know, Paul Thomas Anderson. Maybe it's summer blockbuster movies. There's a lot of stuff we try to cover. Sometimes it's just random, whatever we feel like. So mm-hmm. check it out if you're interested. It's, it's it's a fun show. 
check it out check 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 it out uh yeah that's all awesome and then as for me i got nothing but the patreon in this show so monsterhunters.com patreon.com slash monsterhunters monsterhunters on the socials monsterhunters at mm-hmm. gmail uh hit us up whatever go to the patreon help the show uh spread some word give some reviews that's all i can say do it um, yeah hit us up tell us your thoughts is this one of the best episodes is it not see terry with your call to actions are so much better than mine uh <laughs> what do you guys think let us know follow us on twitter give us a shout well i think it's time gents that we end this episode the way we end every episode if my mother could see me like this what the? don't you think we're overdoing it just a little in case like this in my country we say se devi avere un amore devi lottare col tuo cuore what does that mean girl in bikini walks through oh my god you gotta fight fire with fire honey wear the bikini huh it's just what the doctor ordered what's happening it was a blue woman with an invisible bikini up here I'm just saying, I know what uh, our next Skuma episode should be. Uh, this might be just what the doctor ordered. What was that? It was a ghost in the invisible bikini. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at pop-up filmcast and that was great wasn't it at how great was that you can also follow keith on twitter at kg3030 terry is one of the hosts of run the reel it's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme you can follow run the reel on twitter at run the reel you can also follow terry on twitter at terry underscore vicroy if you would like more musings from me you can follow on twitter at derek the number nine and the word nine Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.